2: Hello and welcome to First Time Dads. I am Richard Innes. And I'm Steve Mile. And
1: today, um, ahead of our guest, Richard and I were talking about what's the worst thing that we can imagine happening to us as, as new new dads. And and our guest today certainly has one of our nightmare fears um, happen to him.
2: Uh, yes, we have with us Mark Duffy, a journalist and the man behind the blog com. Um, Mark, do you want to explain to us just briefly what, what you've been through over the last couple of years? Yeah, I
0: mean, it, um was it now, three, Yes, yeah, th- two two years ago, two and a half years ago, um, well, nearly three years ago, actually, my wife, um, Nicola, was diagnosed with uh, breast cancer. Uh, my daughter, uh, my only child at the time, uh, was 11 months old, and um, obviously, at that point, my world turned upside down, mm. or my world turned upside down, and uh, over the next couple of years, Nicola was very poorly, she actually got the uh, all-clear at one point uh, but then not four mm-hmm. months later she was re-diagnosed again and this time it was terminal cancer and uh, unfortunately she then passed away last summer so um, as you can imagine a very tough time uh, particularly with a young with a young child but we uh, we're, we're, we're gradually getting to grips with, with life um, without her
2: it's difficult to know where to start with something like this because as Steve pointed out in that introduction you know it is I think for a lot of dads with you know with with young kids it is that, that worst nightmare that you've had that person you're planning to spend the rest of your life with taken away from you um, How how is Grace doing how old is Grace now
0: she's now three and a half um, she's doing really well she has done actually from from the start she there's never a good age for these things to happen but it, it, it's possible this was among the better ages she could have been because she was old enough to have memories of Nicola she was um, you know she, she, she'd got sort of I don't know how long they'll last but she does have physical memories of her but also perhaps not old enough to understand the full extent of what had happened but mm. so I mean she, she started nursery two weeks I think after Nicola died and that was a good sort of um, distraction for her and me actually mm-hmm. as well mm-hmm. um, And uh, but really she's she's taken it very well and she talks about her mummy quite a lot mm. um, not in a in a sort of particularly upset way, she sort of you know mm. refers to it and says, "Oh, my mummy did that and my mummy did that." And mm. um, a couple of times recently, she said in a slightly more sad tone because I think the realisation a little bit, and as she gets older, the logic is beginning to be applied more. Um, but she, you know, she has coached amazingly well, and she's she's an incredible little girl actually. Mm. I, mean, I know she's mine and unbiased, but she she's very clever, she's very bright and bubbly. She's been an absolutely amazing therapy for all of us, uh, the whole family. Um, and friends so um, I mean without her I don't know how we'd have held up yeah, to now, be honest. now Grace was
1: uh, 11 months yeah. which is the same age as Richie's is my boy. boy Ben yeah. and we talk every week about you know the minutiae of parenting and it's we've come to conclusion it's pretty tough yeah. you know it's not an easy thing to do it's fun mm. but lay on top of that mm. what happened to you I mean you being a first time dad how was it being a first-time dad up until the 11-month point? Well, I mean, it
0: was it was fantastic. We loved it. I mean, it, um, you know, we were both in our... Well, I was mid-30s and, and Nicola was early 30s when Grace was born. So we were at that point in life where we had a good part of life to enjoy ourselves. We travelled a lot. We'd, we'd done um, lots as a couple. And it was sort of the, having a baby was kind of the next, the natural process for us. So obviously when Grace came along, she was fit, she was healthy. You know, our world was basically complete. And obviously then you spend the next, as you know, you, know, you spend the next... However long, cooing over your baby and, and enjoying being being mm. the dad that you're proud and that kind of thing, and then, and yeah, that was absolutely the case. It was, but all of a sudden, then obviously things changed like they did, and mm. you just you just um, you just adapt straight away. What was the? How did um, Nicola realise
1: that something was wrong?
0: Yeah, I mean it was it was the sort of standard thing really. She she she'd found the lump um, yep. in her, in her breast, and and I think she. She, she was never the quickest to get to, hospital, to doctors and things like that. So it took me to say to her, Look, if you don't book an appointment about this, I will, um, kind of thing. So, and then we actually went away. We went away for the weekend and then we came back, and then Grace was a bit poorly. So we actually got her to the doctors first, you know, it's kind of child takes priority kind mm-hmm. of thing. Then I think a week later, Nicola finally went and, and they they weren't overly happy with the lump. They got it, they, they referred her to the, to the hospital, and then you know, to cut a long story short, they, you know, they weren't happy with it and very quickly decided that's what it was. And, and um, uh, so yeah, it was it was it was it happened quite quickly actually. Mm. Um, literally, I mean, Grace turned one, and I think uh, her birthday was a couple of days after mine. And then that that weekend, I think the Monday she started the, the treatment. Mm. Uh, mm. So literally, we, had the, we literally had the first birthday party on the Sunday, and then the Monday Nicholas started treatment. So it's kind yeah. of a crazy crazy mm. time because you, you, you're thrilled about your child's first birthday. And and the big party we had, and then all of a sudden it's like the reality hits. You you
2: mentioned adapting. Um, You said when you know that that you're there, you are going along like Mm. Steve or I or any other first-time dad, getting your head around the idea of becoming a father Mm. and how are you good at these things, are you bad at these things, where you need to improve, all those all those bits and pieces that we all do. In terms of adapting, how how exactly did that did that work out in the sense that? I've I've always thought that once you're in those things, once you're in those horrible situations, it's almost you almost go into autopilot, don't you?
0: Autopilot is exactly the the, the word. I mean, it's it's. When you look back at it now, you think, or you see other people in it, you think, how on earth do you possibly Mm. cope? You know that's but actually when it's happening, you've got no choice. You know you you, you've got you thinking right, this is happening. I can't change it, Um, and it becomes a juggling act, obviously, because I'm looking after. Grace and then Nicola was obviously getting quite poorly with the treatment she was having so I was having to look after her and I had a great support network around me, Nicola's parents were fantastic with, with Grace, they live quite locally so uh, and my, my work were, were amazing, they let me sort of um, go to hospital whenever i needed to, which obviously, which all helps the coping situation because obviously you don't want it to be stressful from all angles and you know, so you, you literally do just kind of take it. it's a cliche bit every day as it comes mm-hmm. because you, you don't know what the next day is going to do, you don't know how poorly Nicola was going to be. And you, and you, you, you just kind of, um, yeah, you just you just adapt, as we say, to, to 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 each day. And so, I look back at it now, and I look back at the whole two years now, right from when it started, right to the last couple of months of Nicola's life, and I think, how on earth did I not just you know, self destruct? Because mm-hmm. you just think, you know, you, you, you literally have so much going on, and and particularly the last um, the last year when Nicola was terminally ill, because you knew that everything she was going through wasn't going to make it better this time mm. and I think the first time you think "Oh, let's, let's yeah. do this because you'll get through yeah. it and you'll be better and then but the second time you know it's not going to when be it's reti- palliative absolutely yeah. and, and and you know you've got everything and particularly when you're looking at with Grace as well she was so young and you're trying to you can't we didn't ever prepare grace for what was gonna happen because she could have got quite frightened by it, even at her age but you know, you know that it's gonna come and then it does happen and it's kind of so yeah it's 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 very surreal actually and When at the back of it is very surreal because it, it's like a you look back and you think how on earth did that two mm. years just kind of it went very slowly in one sense but in i look back at it now and i think that was just crazy you know and 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 second Nicola had sort of left us it was kind of you almost take a, a a deep breath i think right and 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 then it becomes another adapt you're adapting them back to not how you were before but you're adapting to another entirely new situation of not being there at all and it's so literally, all the way through it, and right up to now, you just adapt all the time. Yeah. And you do it automatically. Yeah. You can't possibly imagine what it's like um, for people I never did beforehand. Mm. Um, I don't know how people cope with it, but you, you just do it. Mm. You are, my, I've got my own personal experience of
1: cancer parents dying, and I'm going sitting with my mum and going through the appointments, and my memory of it is you go into the appointments and you're thinking, well, it's going to be 50-50 what they're going to tell us here. And over the and you, you you get you get the bad news, and then you just get used to getting that bad news in a way that the first time you get it is really impactful. The second time you are right, it's autopilot. You just process it and go right. Okay, well, what what we got in front of us? We deal with that, that 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 future that's in front of us. At what point did you or Nicola or both of you think right? Okay, we're going to talk about nicola not being here did you did you talk about that and
0: what what stage of things well i think I mean she was diagnosed um with secondary breast cancer in i think it was october um of 2016 16. i think it was um and obviously once they then tell you it can't be cured obviously your sort of mindset changes right. because you don't know realistically how long because once it takes hold um you don't know how quickly everyone's it, different it, yeah you, if it gets, if it gets one of your vital organs quite quickly then you know you can be it can be days sometimes mm. so but obviously as time went by we knew which they never gave her a prognosis they never said you've got this much time to live but she had a rough idea that it'd be about a year even with the best treatment and so on and, and it sort of so we had a rough idea but again uh, at one point it, it um looked quite hairy And about the april of last year she, she we thought she was on last legs because she had some issues with because it went, came back to her lungs and it was in the, in the fluid in the lungs mm. Um, so she had a lot of breathing problems with it, and that would give her a lot of problems. But that actually got it had gone to a liver just before that. As you say, when when we got the news about that, it was like, okay, um, you know, uh, here we go. And and I, I told I told this story at her funeral, but um, it just sort of snickered her up. Was that you know? I, te- I texted her. She just found out this news, and I texted her. I was on my way into hospital. I said, "Are you okay? How do you feel?" She told me on the phone, and she said, "Yeah, she said, oh, she said oh, I'm rubbish, defeated." She said, "But once you've..." You take so many hits, it just doesn't hurt anymore, and then literally without heart, without in a heartbeat. said, can you nip to can you nip to the shop on the way here and grab me a, grab me a sandwich? Or <laughs> this, it was like it was like yeah. I had the bad news. You just grab some lunch yeah. you're on the way. And I was thinking I can't. How, how can you even? I wouldn't be thinking about food because she just had this massive blow, which wasn't massive blow at the time because the liver was obviously yeah a key thing. And um, and then and then literally two weeks before she died, how we knew things were really tough was she'd had some seizures. Mm-hmm. In the night, it scared the life out of me because yeah. I didn't know why. And uh, we got into hospital. Eventually, she came around got into the hospital in the ambulance, and they said, "Yeah, you know, it's gone. It's gone to your brain." Mm. And we'd actually said before they told us that like we said, "She said this has gone to the brain, is not it?" And they sat "Told her that," and we looked at each other, and go, "Yeah, that sounds about right." And it just not not like, "Oh my god," you know. But mm. it was it's like, not the Hollywood version, is no, it? No, it's, it's not. It's, real it's like it's like yeah, yeah, it sounds about right, mm-hmm. um, and it does. You, 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 I don't know if desensitises is, is the right term, but you do you just take the hits mm. and, and how she cope with it I'll never know I mean it's one thing being um, alongside someone uh, who's going through that but I mean if it had been me being told that I probably would not have reacted as mm. well as she did and but I think she sort of just admitted a bit of defeat is the wrong term because she, she fought it and she but only in the last couple of days of her life did she finally mm. did I only ever see that's the time she sort of lost the fight because it was just taken over. How hands-on
1: bad were you? Were you pretty well skilled? in terms of dadding
0: yeah. before nicola
1: passed away i was actually i mean i've,
0: I've always been very hands-on i just that was just a kind of natural thing to me yeah I I think was, and I, we're talking about before yeah yeah very much nice. so yeah and i was i think i enjoyed being a dad that much mm. um don't get it's me wrong, great isn't it yeah. <laughs> yeah it is it is <laughs> great. great it's and, great and, and i think because i've had some good experiences with with my nieces and so mm. my sister had her babies and i sort of got used to being around them and things but you know when they're crying and 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 them bad, back making bad smells, you give them <laughs> back. But so I had to get my head around that. But to be fair, Grace was always very good at night time. But you know, we so we did all the usual stuff. We we had no problems with that. So I was always very hands on. Um, so it wasn't a big deal for me to suddenly have to do more when Nicola was poorly or whatever. Nor is it now. To you others. weren't a cliched man
1: with holding the washing up liquid with it all pouring out the other side. No, no. To be, be fair,
0: no. I mean, I think um, to, I think Nicola would would readily admit I was I was quite good at, at, what, okay. at being a dad. I'm, I'm not just picking myself up. I think I was, yeah. you know, I, was I was sort of hands on, and that had no literally no qualms about it at all. So, um, how did your relationship with Grace change?
2: At, and I'm curious about. In terms of after the diagnosis, but then also again when you realised that the cancer had come back and it was terminal, how did your relationship with you and Grace
0: change? Did I don't you feel think it? It changed a great deal because she's always been a bit of a daddy's girl anyway, we've always yeah. been really close. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because Nicola was often so poorly, I'd always be doing bedtimes and things, so she got used to that kind of thing. So it's always been, there's literally, there's hardly ever been any change at all mm. from, from, from day one, really, of this. Um, into our relationship obviously we're very very close now as, as we were before but it's kind of it has brought us closer because she knows I'm you know I'm, I'm the only parent left mm. as it were you know however much she understands that um but no honestly it didn't and 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 she she has kind of as I said before she's kind of taken it on and I'm watching all the time you know I'm watching for signs that she's not coping so well but and and likewise I mean, I mean you know she she she, she's got me wrapped around a, a little thing, you know. She 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 knows how to boss me. Mm-hmm. She, uh, you know, but and and she's like a mum in many ways. She's quite headstrong and, and strong-willed, and, and and But Nicola warned me. She said, you know, she's going to be like me, and I said, well, I'm in trouble then because uh, you know, <laughs> but that but you know that, that's no bad thing. It just means you know, she, Grace is is just you know she's just like that naturally. But so she tests me. But to be fair, she is she's such a good kid. I have so few problems with her, genuinely, mm. which helps because if she's throwing tantrums all the time and things, it's different. But never when we go out, she's good. I could take her to restaurants anywhere, and she mm. won't, she's always good, and that all helps because I think if you've got a child who's b- sort of badly behaved, um, however natural it is at that age, you know. But to be fair, she's she's just so good, and I think that makes our relationship
1: mm. um, better. We talk we talk at home. We try not to say bad and good to Jackson. We talk about yeah. helpful and helpful. Yeah, um, and it sounds like Grace is helpful, very much so. Um, do you? I look when I go after to Jackson for an extended period of time. Sometimes when Mum comes home it is a relief that he runs over and it's like Mummy, Mummy, Mummy and then I'm like, right, I'm just gonna take myself off to yeah. read the paper or something. You don't have that. Do you miss that? Do you what kind of what about you, Mum? Where do you get your break?
0: uh well when i mean when she goes to bed i guess i mean yeah. it is it, but that's not an issue to me she she she's now she's quite independent she can do stuff herself she yeah she's at nursery and and um what about logistics and i i asked this
2: because just this morning we we were recording this early in the morning here just this morning i went to have a shower and left my boy with my wife in bed yeah. and i thought i thought of you actually that sounds weird i thought of you while i was in the shower um i thought of you when i was thinking well, what if i was here and I was looking after Ben on my own and there was no one here. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's those kind of logistics which I suppose any single father would have to deal with but obviously mm. that's been thrust on you in a... Yeah,
0: you know, you know. Um, things like that. I mean, now Grace is old enough to be, you know, she, she knows, because she, she, she can keep herself occupied, I don't mm-hmm. really worry she's not going to climb up on top of cupboards and things like that, you know, for for leave her for five mm-hmm. minutes, she'll often, if if we're there in the morning, I'll go and have a shower while she's having a breakfast, um, just you can sit and watch TV for a bit yeah. and, and she's fine. Sometimes I can hear her come upstairs into her bedroom. So. And and, after, and Nicola died when she just turned three. When Nicola died, so uh, before that, Nicola was at least around to, to yeah. supervise, uh, however poorly she might have been, just supervise. And so it's never really been a big problem to be honest. You know, um, you know, I don't, I don't leave her in the house while I go to the shops or anything. But you know, no, <laughs> might might get arrested for that. Um, but no, it's honestly she's 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 fine to be left while I do things like that. So, but do you get that time? Yeah, do you ever I have do, a time? I do and 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 I mean, she she spends a couple of nights a week with my with my in-laws. Mm-hmm. Um, and that helps me from a work point of view more than anything. We're well, really, just lucky that they're yeah locally local. yeah they're they're on hand and and they've been amazing because obviously they've they've struggled massively massively and Grace to them is a huge therapy. So even if even if it wasn't work, I mean you know I'd still make sure she goes there because they need her to help them. Yeah, um, yeah right. But and also from Grace's point of view because that's a bit of continuity. She was there a lot when Nicola was ill, and that was important that they, that she carried that on because that was sort of the normality mm-hmm. for her. Um, but so I get you know, I get some time to myself then, and, and, and she's only at nursery in the afternoons. Um, but so Friday's my, my day off, and, and, and so I get so Friday afternoon to, to go and do some shopping or whatever. Mm. And just but I don't, I don't, I don't sort of crave it, I don't, I don't sort of feel oh god, I wish I had some spare time because she's not the kind of child that leaves me feeling that way. No, um, you know, if I want to do my own thing, she'll let me do it anyway. And yeah. Sometimes she'll let daddy play with me, so I'll play with her for a bit, but she's not massively high maintenance, so I don't. Thankfully, have too many problems in that. In we that should sense. point out that your job is watching football. For a <laughs> Part, yeah, much, much of it, Yeah. yeah. So
1: um, there is a, I guess, a bit of
0: a break in in that. Yeah, I mean, when I when I go off on a Saturday to cover games, again, she'll go. Mostly go to my to my in laws, or if my family are around, uh, they they live quite a long way from me. Yeah. So um, but when they're up um, for the weekend, she'll go with them because she's got cousins and she loves to bits. So um, you know, it's it's all it just works out you just mm. kind of you know I never have any problems with childcare um, she's happy to go with anyone mm. who she knows well so you know yeah do you, you
2: mention d- d- Steve. I was just gonna say you, you mentioned that you're um, that you know you're not sort of craving that that kind of alone time that time to chill out on your yeah. own that perhaps Steve mm. and I might, might always be looking for is there an element that actually that's that's the toughest time when you're when you are by yourself is that yeah is I mean that, that was
0: certainly the case um, in the months after Nicola died, I mean, you, because you're suddenly, when when Grace go to bed, I'd at least have Nicola to go and sit with or go and chat to or whatever. Sometimes she was well enough to be sort of moving around the house and so on. Um, and then it, even if Nicola needed some sleep or whatever, you know, at least she was there. And, and, and But yeah, when you suddenly left to yourself, it, that's, that was when it was tough. And, and the wobbles, as we call it, the, when I had the biggest wobbles was when I was sat there. Often quite late at night, I'd be getting towards bedtime something could set me off, I'd see a photo or watch a video, something like that, and it it would sort of, I had no one there to kind of, you know, my parents and family would say, oh, just ring, just ring if you need it. And in the end, I I didn't, I just preferred often to deal with it in my own way, because I knew that the wobbles would would pass quite quickly, Um, but there was one, I had a bad one that lasted all night, because I'd I'd seen a video of Nicola that made it feel like she was in the room, it's mentioned on one of the blogs, I in. and it was like, it just, it just completely Finish me because it just sometimes you get things like that. So that, and that's when I was on my own. And actually, Grace wasn't even there, Grace wasn't actually in the house at the time, so I was literally on my own. And so I was was up all night, sort of crying. And then the next day was bad. So you do have, you do have, it was a bad time because when I had people around me, my family around and my friends around, I was lifted by that. Mm. And then when they all disperse back to their homes and and leave me back, um, whether with Grace or without, it just you sort of come back down to the reality again. Mm. and, And but yeah, I don't. Yeah, so the, the, the alone times were 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 harder, but gradually that gets better as you get more used to the situation. So the normality, um,
1: the old normal and the
0: new normal. The, yeah, the, the, very much so, and, and I think um, yeah, you, know, you, you literally just 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 again, it's, it's back to the adapting thing. You're adapting as you go along mm. to your new situation, and some things take longer to get used to than others. Mm. You know, for example, you know, being on your own again. And because mm. I was I was for, with Nicker for eleven years, you know, we, we yeah. were married for eight, and. Um, you know, so practically every night, you know, or every day, she, she was there, and, and someone to sort of bounce off when it comes to talking about things to do with Grace or, or whatever. And all of a sudden, I didn't have that, and it was sort of that's the thing you have to get used to as well, not having that automatic. You know, it's like when you've got a partner that you do everything together, yeah. don't you? So, yeah, but again, you adapt to it. So.
1: Sounds like from talking to you before we before we start recording that work's been quite supportive yeah. for you, which must
0: make life easier massively so i mean i I'll, I'll work from home anyway which was a kind of a situation that came about naturally just as nicola got ill actually because they uh, our local office closed and it just was easier for me to work from home mm. and that worked really well with the flexibility with grace and mm. with nicola being poorly and um you know the nature of my job isn't part of the team's part of the sports team for, for for several newspapers and and uh they, so they were able to take on my bits of work while i wasn't there and it would be hospital appointments mm. the chemotherapy days um, I'd suddenly have to say, look, I can't work because Nicola's really poorly. She mm. needs a bit of extra you know, help today or whatever. Because I was, I was essentially a full time carer as well, so it sort of doubled up really, yeah. and and not alone but as parent too. So it kind of, it really was a juggling act all the mm. time. Um, but thankfully, they they were outstanding with me from 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 day one. Mm. And, you know, I think they understood that it was quite a unique situation. I, I'd sometimes feel quite guilty that you know I'm really sorry I'm messing you guys about, but they're like, look. It's the worst possible thing that could mm-hmm. happen, and, and I think. They and it, likewise, if it was any one of those, I'd, I'd be exactly the same. So, but I was just very lucky that I was in a kind of j- the job where it was flexible enough. Sometimes I'd work late at night if they'd all gone to sleep. I'd say right, I'll work a couple of hours. Workout now and stuff like that. So I did try, but because it and this happened not long after Nicola died, I was quite keen to get back to doing some kind of work because it was a good distraction for me. Mm. And they were like, are you sure you, you, know, are you sure you want to do it?" And uh, I sort of eased back in, but they just let me do it on my own pace. And, and even now, I've had to ease back a little bit because I was doing too much again, and so I've had to just sort of take a step back because it was fine. I was I underestimated how hard it would be to go back to full capacity on work and still have grace for <laughs> and stuff. And you think you'd be fine even working at home, but you know. She's like, Daddy, you stop doing work. I want you to play with me kind of thing. And you think, you know, you you can't, you feel, I feel bad sometimes for her, but but no, it it did help massively. It's it's interesting because
2: everyone talks, you you assume when someone's been through what you've been through, everyone always wants to talk about the kind of emotional aspect Mm. and how you're coping and all these things. But everything we're talking about here, it is all day-to-day practicalities, isn't it? All day-to-day practicalities because that's the reality of life and that's the reality of having a young child. You get on with it.
0: You have to... it's everything from not having lines you know you sort of think oh you know when when Grace isn't there I think I can sleep till a lot later than I might normally do even if I'm working I get an extra hour of sleep or something like yeah. that and you think oh wow you know, and, and little things like that you take for granted and, and just uh, from meal times and just preparing making sure you take time out of my work just to make sure she can eat properly you know yeah. all these kind of things you, you literally take on it, it's the cliche that you know people like are reaffirming interviews obviously you're taking on you being mum and dad you know you are doing both roles and um I have support around me. I have a lot of support around me and, and, and they help massively which is which is crucial but I do take a lot on myself and obviously a lot of decisions around Grace I take on and it doesn't daunt me particularly. Did you or have you spoken
1: to other dads in similar situations either prior or after or how's, how's that? Yeah, I think is didn't, there a support much... network of any...
0: Um, To an extent, I mean, not so much before because I was so sort of immersed in it. And every situation is totally different anyway. It's all very... You you can sometimes rely too much on how other people cope Mm. because you might get frustrated if you can't apply that to you because different people have different... They might have four kids, they might have one kid, they might have... That's like parenting, isn't it? Well, it is, exactly exactly that. So you you can't... But, I mean, afterwards, obviously, um, I'm a member of uh, Widowed and Young, which is a charity that supports, obviously, as it says, people who are widowed. I think it's under the age of 50. Um, and through that um, I've come into contact and through the blog I write as well um, people have sort of read that and got in touch with me through the through the Widow and Young uh, forums and the Facebook pages they've got so you know, it, you know really resonates with me mm. what you're doing so I'd, I've sort of spoken to some people in, in the situation people ask me if I ever watched the Rio Ferdinand documentary on mm. TV whether I watched it because it absolutely applied to me and I didn't I couldn't watch it because I think it came on it was on literally a month or two after Nicola died and I thought at the time it was too. Uh, fresh so that would have been an idea and I may I may watch it at some point because but at the time it was too hard and I was trying to um, but that's the kind of thing that it, it almost came on at the right time in a sense but also the wrong time um, yeah. for mm-hmm. me personally but so I have I, have, I, I haven't I actively sought out other people no. as much as other people might have done for me I did what people have done with my blog I, I'd look online and there are blogs written by people in some situations to me um, but and they helped you know, to an where did day. you start the blog?
1: It's great, by the way, if you um if you fancy having a look, yeah. um I re- I
0: recommend it.
2: Don't read it in public, like I do because you will end up getting <laughs> choked up on the bus and looking like a bit of a weirdo. I
0: know a lot of people hold me responsible for them <laughs> crying in public. Um, I wrote it because it was actually something Nicholas said that would be a good idea for me to do uh, while she was still alive, uh, because obviously that was an entirely different experience, and obviously being a journalist, it's it's natural for me to want to write things down. Like, and I probably get. Things across better when I write things down than I do if I'm sat talking to people, which is probably a bad idea when I'm sat doing a podcast. But <laughs> no, <laughs> you, you're doing <laughs> but a great job, so very, well. um, very well. I think we joked before, didn't we? I just just written everything down and then read it out to you. Um, so, but it's true, and, and it was very much a cathartic thing for me. And it really it was done in quite a selfish way. I was done. It was done for me primarily, just want to write it down. I thought, well, I will put it out there because there are people out there who, who will need to help. It will help. Um, and sure enough, sort of, I I'd, I'd put it on the Way forums and. Mm-hmm. and uh, and and even out through my through my Twitter because my, my Twitter followers who primarily follow me because of my job they with become because we raise a lot of money through it because when we're doing fundraising things I put it out there because and people donate a lot of money so that was kind of why I made it, it was probably because I did do mm-hmm. that and people were incredible towards me with that um, and I put it out on there and obviously that spreads the word as well so before I knew it it was getting thousands of hits and it was it was it was nice to know. it didn't dawn me because I thought well it's nice that I can help people because I know I'd, how much I'd appreciate the help and did appreciate the help of reading these things and so I was
2: surprised at the first the first blog post am I right in saying you you posted that 12 days after Nicola died yeah yeah that was. I was I was surprised at how quick that was yeah
0: I mean at that time to be honest when I mean even the day after she died she died quite late at night and um my mum was at home with 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 Grace um and uh, I sort of I couldn't stick around in the hospital too long, and um, I went back home to see her, and I made a few phone calls, and then the next morning, very very strange because I suddenly felt this sort of almost like a release of I haven't you know I wanted to sort of go and check it was alright and get a medication ready, and, like, and it was it was I was I was like a zombie. I mean you know you, you're in a complete state of sort of um, I woke up and it was totally surreal, but th- that feeling of sort of release and. Free, freedom sounds like the wrong word because it, it was it was freedom from the shackles of that past yeah, the, two years the,
1: hor- the horrific routine yeah, of caring for someone horrendous is.
0: so in, in, and that sort of stayed actually in, and you particularly felt it in the first two or three weeks and so by the time I got into like the second week I was sort of I wasn't working I was sort of finding myself late out as you said before you know what am I going to do and I thought you know I'm, I'm going to write I'm going to do a blog and I, and I got the domain and I signed up with it and all that kind of thing I just wrote the first one and um it just felt like the natural thing to do it at that time. On that day, if I'd done it had been the next day, I might not have done it. But on that day, I thought, you know what, I'm going to write it. And every time I write one, it's quite sort of, do you know what, I'm just going to write one now. Because you think of something and you write. And that's what it was then. But it was so soon, purely because, not because I was just heading my hands the whole time. And I know what, you know, I was, don't get me wrong, but it, not 100% of the time. Because there were some days I was just thinking, what, what what can I what do I do now? Because I wasn't working. Grace might not have been with me. And I think I, I was. But, but I say bored, but I was and I just thought, right, let's do the blog, see how it goes Nicola knew I was going to do one, I told her I'd do it um, she she wholly endorsed me doing it, she said if it helps you do it um, and uh, so I just did it and so yeah, it was it was quite soon afterwards but as I say, it, I felt it was a good time because obviously everything was fresh mm. uh, and everything I wrote about each, with each blog is kind of written in a fresh um, way and I mean I saw into quite a bit of detail about Nicola's Cancer Journey as I put it on there and how she died and so on because it was still fresh in my mind and whilst it's hard to read it's hard to write too, of course but um, you get the best it, it comes out better if you do mm. it while it's fresh in your mind um, and that's why I sort of did it when at each time I did not just the first one but all of them um, It's interesting that you,
2: when we're talking about that first post you were talking about the kind of release and that I, th- I know you didn't like the word freedom mm. but do you think there's a bit because uh, I imagine this happens to everyone who is in your situation. Mm. That I suppose there's almost a bit of guilt at that feeling. Absolutely, yeah. Having you you and feeling do. that. Why am I
0: feeling that way? Very much so. And you don't know. There's no rule book with grief. You, 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 how you feel is entirely um, subjective. But yeah, you, you do. You think. You know. How? What, what should I be doing now? Should I be? You know, what should I be feeling? Floods of tears. Should mm-hmm. I be? You know, why? Why am I out? I, I remember I went to <laughs> I went out About a week, a week after Nicola died, and I thought. I'm going to go and buy a laptop. I thought, because we, we need... We're simply going to get one, because the, the one I had was, was on. It's you know, really struggling. I to write. I thought, right, I'm going to go and buy a laptop. I thought, I was really excited about it. I thought, yeah, I'm going to go to the shop. I went to the shop, and I was doing it all. I'm thinking, I'm sitting here. For, I'm, she's only died a week ago. I'm like, yeah, I've just bought a new laptop. This kind of thing. You think, should, is that right? Should that. Yeah. But but it's like, the little things have just sort of lifted me a little bit. You know what I mean? And it's sort of strange how that... So, yeah, you, you do... Um, Feeling a bit guilty about why 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 was that such an enjoyable thing for me mm. to do? And, but but at the same time, I mean, she'd have been laughing at me doing that. You know. she yeah. But it, it, yeah, you do you don't know how to feel at a certain times, and you think, you know, should, should I have be been out with my friends enjoying myself? You know, t- two days after she died, I think my friends who were scattered around the country, they're they're amazing. They all just sort of converged um, up to where in Derby where I live, and and and, and we were out having a few drinks in, in the evening, and you know, I was actually I was happy in a sense because I wasn't you know uh, and it sounds really strange because it's two days after she died and you know probably I was I was probably immune to any kind of mm. um I don't know what word is but I was, I was still in shock a little bit yeah very much so and I, I was reverberating and a couple of times in the evening it did sort of hit me when I was talking about her. but I was just happy to have everyone there and and, and I think um but <laughs> and I sort of, I was saying to them, I said, "Why am I? You know, why am I having a, you know, a couple of beers?" And and I wasn't getting drunk or anything, but it was it was like you know, just just relaxing and without. And it was strange. But then I got home, and of course you think, "Yeah, well, should I have been doing that? You know, should, should I really have you know?" And, and you, think, well, you do whatever at the time feels right. Yeah. And so yeah, guilt comes into it a bit. But then you realise that there is. You just do. You, you can't, you can't see, second guess yourself, can you? You can't. You can't. And and there's no point in trying to really. You just do what you, you know. What, so I often think about you know what would Nicola be thinking now? What 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 would she be endorsing what I'm doing? Would she have a problem with that? And not that she controlled controlled my thoughts for too long, but I think well, it should be sitting there going, yeah, you should be looking after Grace. We should be doing that. Well, that's one thing. But she's just think, yeah going. Yeah, she should be wanting me to go. And have
2: on that drinks. on that note, I just wanted to ask because this is something I, yeah. I was trying to put myself in your shoes, which I think is a bit of a pointless exercise because I think until you've been through something like you've been through you you can't you can't understand it but I've I've often wondered in these situations you have your child which I suppose is is a blessing because you've got something to throw yourself into and you know you want to do the best thing for your child but I also wonder if on some level there are moments where there's a little bit of resentment there where you almost feel like I deserve to have some space here to mourn to grieve to just wallow in self pity or whatever it is you feel like doing at that moment Mm. and you can't and you know you can't because you have to pour all your energy into your child have have there ever been those moments in your mind
0: not too much because I mean as I say Grace would go two or three nights a week to my in-laws which gave me that bit of time to myself And and I very deliberately had that because I thought if I don't have time to myself then I won't Grieve properly, and mm. I thought, you know, it's not nice to experience it, but you have to do it. And
2: so it's a case of actually working that in, knowing I yeah, need that those nice. little bits of space. Yeah, you know, and that
0: was based on some advice I had anyway. And they said, look, make sure you do grieve because otherwise it drags on, and it, you'll be you'll be a state in two years' time or whatever. And you need to, so that grieving process is very important because you know I missed Nicola terribly. You know, she was a, a, a bright, bubbly character. She was an incredible person, and to have that suddenly gone, it, it was a hell of a of a gap to, to, to fill. and fill it and so th- that's why I've said before about those times without her were very hard to start with but I needed them just to let it all out to write the books sometimes as well but to, to just deal with it and and then and then and then grace coming back was was a was, a, was actually a great thing I really mm-hmm. look forward to her coming home mm-hmm. again um so no, I never resented uh, the fact that I had great she, she was she helped me I mean there's mm-hmm. no question about it I never ever thought oh just you know leave me because I did mm-hmm. have that time so yeah d- definitely not.
1: You and Nicola talk about things that would come up in Grace's life mm. in in the future. You know, like school. You know, because parents make decisions about what school a child's going to go yeah, to. What sort of that parent you want to be? What, all yeah. Those what, what had you know? Yeah. Did, what
0: we're we going to do in this? It was very hard because obviously, it, the, the, one of the hardest things for me and for Nicola and for everybody around us to get his around was the fact that Nicola wasn't going to see Grace grow up. This little girl that she loved to pieces mm. and. And, and doted on and, and things and it, knowing that she wasn't going to see her grow up to be the incredible little girl and, and lady I think she would be and he's mm. proving to be and it's still hard now when I see things like um, I can come to that in a minute about um, uh, um, not seeing Grace do certain things but so it was sometimes quite hard to talk about with Nicola because she'd get quite emotional about it sometimes she wasn't so much sometimes she was quite a matter of fact Nicola was a primary school teacher so she, mm. she had and she taught sort of four to five year olds so she was Giving me chapter and verses to what She needs to be, you know, <laughs> almost leaving me the right, way she needs to be learning this curriculum. Get, yeah, get the phonics right, get, get, you know, this kind of thing. So I had all that as well, but that was probably a good thing. And, um, and and when it comes to schools as well, she knew which schools in the area. Thought right, you know, try and get to here. So I was kind of briefed. You've got a little um, route map for the next couple of years. Yeah, at least. yeah. Well, exactly, and, and you do. And that's, uh, in some ways, knowing this was coming, you know, I it, say not an advantage. There's never an advantage to any of this, but you you do you do sort of have the opportunity to talk about certain as things that you opposed know to
1: your wife walking out the front door
0: and getting hit by a bus exactly and you know the, the, that that i think would be if that had happened and this sometimes reflects in in the grieving process as well because you know i was grieving for a lot of what I uh, because you know once Nicola once we couldn't travel anymore once we couldn't have nights out together you know and, and you that that was going through i was going through that before she even died so but if you lose someone suddenly, it's gone like just like that. And I think when when you know it's coming, you, you mentally prepare differently. Um, and and she was making a point of preparing me as well because she she sort of she obviously knew me very well. She knew how oh, I might cope in certain situations. So you know, and uh, so it's it's very it's very surreal conversations to have actually when you when you know someone's going to die. Um, she's so young and you're thinking but you know but again the sort of things you just think well we've got to do it Um, i'd rather have these conversations so i know how she feels about certain things and so i know i'm doing the right thing with grace Mm. at certain points and she said like you know get to a point you just it's up to you now you know she said to me this is going to be up to you now but she was able to she was able to say get her reading this get her doing that you know and this kind of thing and i try and do that best i can but um so yeah you, you you do you do have that how
2: far ahead did you did you go in terms of you know her appointment with what university she? Yeah, obviously
0: for most of the time we didn't know how long Nicola would live for. No, so we, I was, we, she was desperate to hang on to see her at nursery, and that's why it was hard because literally I think it was three weeks be, between Nicola dying and, I, and Grace starting. And that was, I was upset the day, the day Grace went to nursery, not like most parents are because they're waving the child off for the first time. Grace was happy as Larry; she was like, "Bye, daddy, let's go. Yeah. But I was upset not because of that because she was happy but because Nicola wasn't there to see it and, and that that was the hardest bit for me because she just couldn't hang on long enough and but obviously we didn't know that until two weeks probably well, I'd say maybe a few days before she died we knew it was probably coming to an end and, and so the conversations would kind of stretch you knew she wasn't going to last maybe another year on top of where we were at the time and you hope and you know treatment might give her it, but really you're looking at school starting school and stuff like that and then and and that's why with Nicola teaching the sort children she did she knew, you know she was able to prepare me to get keep all the all the teaching resources in the house. She's like, keep those, don't throw them away because that would be great for Grace. You can get her ahead. <laughs> and sure enough, some of her teachers <laughs> that's now. That's like so, a good uh, one. Yeah, yeah. T- yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 She's, so she's already she's still teaching her now even though yeah. she's she's not here. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, we couldn't we couldn't get too far because she said I don't know how she's gonna I don't know how she's gonna be. So you know, it'll be up to me. So that's. And that's, that's a responsibility I'm fine with um, but I think had it been the other way around and I often think how it would have been if it had been the other way around if it had been me who was going to die and so on I think I would have had far less input <laughs> I'd have been like oh, you'll be fine you know but whereas she was like I think she made it wasn't because she had no faith in me it was more just because she was worried how I'd be mentally and how I'd be psychologically and how that might affect any decisions I'd make whereas I think she was she's a lot stronger in that sense to me mm, and she'd have mm. just been able to do it um, irrespective so sounds
2: yeah. like she was a great mum.
0: oh incredible mm, and yeah. and just a great person and and anyone who knew will, will, will endorse that and and um, I think she 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 would have been a fantastic mum to Grace mm. and any and other children we may well have had and I think um, she was a natural with them and and, and that, that is one of the saddest aspects of it all is that Grace is fantastic incredible little girl and a massive credit to Nicola um, and she's not here to see her grow up, and it's 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 really hard. Um, but but you know, just
1: from having this conversation with you, Mark, it sounds like Grace is in very good hands. Uh, yeah. You know, it sounds like you you are on top of this. You know, it, it's, that's the most remarkable was, thing. Yeah, Rich and I spoke at the beginning of the podcast, and I we appreciate we we're sort of reaching the end now about imagining ourselves in that situation. It, you're talking to you, you you think well, you know, you, you can do, you could do it.
2: Yeah. You can It's, it's almost is, in a weird sort yeah. of way it's heartening because it makes you realise that maybe, you know, we've all got that within us that if the worst happens and the worst is thrown at you, well, that you find a way. You talked about adapting several times and that's yeah. it sounds like that's just what you've yeah. done, adapt as and, and develop as things have gone along. So
0: there is there is no rule book to any of this and different people hand it different ways. Some some guys and and some mums as well just can't cope with it and I see Mm. stories about people who are two, three years down the line and are still struggling they may have more than one child I mean I think to be fair if I had more than one it may have been a different story I I would have still coped but it would have been much harder whereas Grace is she's my only one but she's also very good and so Grace herself has actually been Mm. the main main reason for coping so well but it, it, it depends on the individual. And we'd, we'd be
1: interested to hear from people that are listening who have been through something similar to Mark. Mm, absolutely. If you've got older children, perhaps it, you know mm. uh, you can email us and, uh, 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 for some dads at TrinityMirror com or, or leave leave some comments in the review section on, on iTunes. Do you know, the
2: last question I want to ask, actually, the very last thing. I don't know if you if you've spoken to people in these situations, but have you ever considered? How different your situation might be in terms of what you've gone through if you if you didn't have children, if you
0: weren't a father. Um, I think I'd be a lot more lonely, and I don't mean sitting in the house on my own all day every day. Just just I wouldn't have that mental support that Grace offers, um, company too, of course. And um, I, yeah, I honestly I haven't thought a great deal about it, but I I don't think it would be. I think it would be a lot harder because if it's just if it's just me and Nicola and then Nicola you, 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 what have you got left you know essentially apart from your sort of family and so on but in terms of that day-to-day um so I think it would have been a lot harder grace has been the thing that's held everybody together mm. really in many ways so you can't underestimate how important children are particularly if they're a bit younger because older children might find it harder because they might take it harder psychologically and, and I guess every time you think Nicola's not
1: here mm. you look at grace and think yeah. well
0: you know yeah and and i do and, and and she she says well do you think she's just started ballet and she sort of said to me the other day i wish mummy was here to see me do ballet and 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 so it just, she just and they come out of nowhere she'll tug your heart strings yeah. and but she's yeah you know, she understands as much as, as her mind will let her understand and and, um, as she gets older she's going to know more and more and I'll tell her the second she wants to know things I'll tell her and it sounds Um, like from what
1: you've said about um, Grace that she's got some of Nicola's personality traits which is going to be great for you and you'll be able to talk to Grace about what her mum was like and so you're you're like your mum
0: yeah and we've got lots of videos of Nicola of of the two of them together which is really important because she needs something to Used as a, as a, as a sort of reference to how close they were, because memories on their own can't do mm. that. Like. Mm. In this day and age, we film everything, don't we, and take yeah. pictures. So, um, but yeah, you know, she, she'll she'll be, you know, however we move on in life and and, and so on, she, and whoever may be around us in our lives, she she will always be aware of how special that mm. one was, and, and 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 the traits that she's inherited from her, because um, I think that's really important. And 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 uh, but she's she's she's. Absolutely. Nicola would be so proud of her mm. there's no question about it I'd, uh, no doubt at all she'd be immensely proud of her mm. and, and I like to think she'd be quite proud of the way I've yeah. handled it too But I gonna that's not, that. that's, I'm not going to I don't praise myself particularly because <laughs> we'll do not, it that's yeah. not for me to do but I, I, I do I do think I'm on top of it I don't ever feel particularly like I'm really struggling um, but that is more down to the support and the help I've got mm-hmm. and Grace herself than anything mm-hmm. else So it is um, remarkable
2: that this little girl who you know, a three-year-old little girl who is by nature a very delicate, fragile mm-hmm. little human being, has been the sort of strength at the centre of all of this. Is it's, from what you were saying, I mean, that she's held everybody together. Yeah, and
0: and she'll grow up knowing that as well. Mm-hmm. She'll she'll be told that, that she was the, she was the glue, and I think in the end, you know, she'll. Yeah, I mean, she'll 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 miss having a mum, but she'll she'll certainly be well aware of how important the role she played, Nicola played, and and how much the role Grace played mm. as well. Well, thanks, well, that's, that's thanks so really much for
1: uh, coming and, and talking to us, Mark, um, and for being so honest. And as I said, you know we we recommend the uh, blog. Do you want to just give us the title? Yeah, it's,
0: it's thewidoweddaddydiaries.com.
1: dot Okay, we'll put a link up on. Uh, yeah, absolutely. On the website, it really is right,
2: worth so. a read, whether you've been through something like this or, or not. It, it really is worth a read because it's it's very insightful um, and gives you some idea of, you know, perhaps how to cope if if uh, if one of these horrible scenarios you mm. know, sort of befalls you. Mm. Um, but thanks a lot for coming in. It's been really fascinating, actually, yeah, very insightful, been, and okay. um, a little bit emotional, actually, if I'm honest. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you very much indeed for being here. You're welcome. Uh, right, thanks to everybody for listening. Um, please subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already, and um, we'll leave us a review, please, because it helps other people find us. It certainly does. Um, all right, we'll uh, we'll catch up with you next time. Thanks, everybody. Bye.